Hey y'all, it's Emily. It's Addison. And Lily, welcome to Boldly Created. Hey y'all, we're so glad that you're back here with us this week. And this week we have two really special guests. We have Megan Howes here and Savannah King. You guys want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Megan. I'm a student at Western. Yeah, my name is Savannah and I do girls ministry at Biltmore Church. Awesome. Okay, so just to get started, we're going to ask you, you guys a question. So Megan, what would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? So I was really thinking about this this morning. Um, there was a lot that I could say to myself, to my BC self. But one thing in particular would be you don't have to be strong all the time. And I'm still having to tell myself that. And uh, nothing that I can do will be in my own strength. And I just need to give God all, give Him everything because He's in control. Awesome. What about you, Savannah? Yeah. So I have a unique situation. I was saved at the age of seven. Um, So I have short BC days, but I think um, something that I would have told my six-year-old self, but also, you know, after I got saved and started really walking was find good community and get vulnerable with them and really just open yourself up to them um, and surround yourself with people that love Jesus and are pursuing Him. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're really excited to have y'all here today. Um, before we really start and div- dive into our topic, we want to get to know a little bit about y- y'all's story and y'all's friendship. So if you want to share that, we'd love to hear it. So Meg, uh, you go first. Okay. <laughs> so I transferred to Western Carolina. I did a semester at community college uh, my freshman year and transferred to Western in the spring. And I was in a class and met Savannah. Um, also met her through FCA here at Western. And I would say that that was the start of it. Do you yeah, want anything else? Yeah, I guess we, I also transferred in that spring semester, so didn't know a lot of people, but we had a similar class and some mutual friends, and we just kind of started to get in coffee and get to know each other a little bit. Aww. Awesome. So I'm going to let y'all introduce the topic that we are going to discuss this week. Um, yeah, we are going to be talking about discipleship and what that looks like and what how you practically walk that out and why it's so important in our lives as we walk with Jesus. So with that topic, what made you guys want to talk about that? Well, it's something in our friendship that I feel like was really the basis of it. Um Savannah has seen me in a lot of areas in my life. She saw me, I feel like, in a lot of BC, Megan. And so Savannah has walked with me beforehand whenever that transition was made. And God really worked in my heart and is still continuing to grow in friendship um, closer to the Lord and with each other. And so we've been walking together for a while. um, And it's something that I believe is so important just because my friendship with Savannah um, was a big influence in where I am today and my relationship with the Lord. What did that look like on the side for you, Savannah, being the one who was discipling Megan? Yeah. um, So I think when you are walking alongside people, you kind of have to evaluate first where they're at. So I knew Megan was either she wasn't saved or she was newly saved and she wasn't really walking closely with Jesus. So the first little bit of our friendship was me just being a friend, like me sharing what Jesus was doing in my life and loving her where she was at. I didn't expect her to be this strong believer that you know, was pretty on the outside and perfect on the inside. You know, I saw her as 
Megan House. Like she was a beautiful creation of God in a little bit of a mess. And I knew that God was doing something um, in her. And I was like, I want to be a part of it. So that's awesome. I love how you said you started with being a friend. Cause I feel like that's the most important part, especially with being a young adult and being on a college campus, because mm-hmm. that's how you can see the light of God is through your actions and your words. So like being a friend and just your day-to-day actions. I really like that. One of my friends um, said this really profound thing one time and it kind of stuck in my head. Jesus doesn't ask you to take a bath before you come to him. He says, come to me. And I think if we view discipleship through that way, you know, we don't leave them in that mess, but we say, hey, like Jesus loves you as you are. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy. I've never heard that before. I love that. It just reminds me of like, come as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I want to um, jump into the question for our listeners, um, since we are on the topic of discipleship is when should you start discipling someone? That is a great question. Um, I will say Savannah kind of pushed me in a way. (laughs) She was like, you're really ready. Um, You should. And I think that when you are walking with the Lord and you have good community around you and you are more on a solid foundation, I would start to be praying about who can I disciple? Like, Lord, can you please show me someone to disciple? Just open a door, whatever that may be. You know, Savannah and I, we were in a class together. So I would just be praying about like, how can, you know, you show me in my day to day what that can be like. Um, But I would definitely say when you are consistent in your walk. Yeah, I I would agree with everything Megan said. And I think uh, there's never going to be a perfect time to start. But as we look at Jesus life, you know, he was being discipled by the father and then he was discipling mm-hmm. uh, his, I mean, his 12, but then really his three closest like brothers and uh, people that were doing life with him. So mm-hmm. I would encourage you to get close to someone that you respect in their walk and just watch the way they do their life, mm-hmm. watch the things they read, watch things they listen to, watch the way they treat other people and just ask them questions and spend as much time you can with them and then go and duplicate that. Um, I had been discipled previously. So that was why it was so easy to come alongside Megan and say like, hey, I've seen someone do this in my life. Someone took the time to pour into me and love me and push me closer to Jesus. I want to do the same thing for you. I have a question I want to ask both of you. Um, So what would you say is the most challenging part of discipling someone and then also being discipled as well? Uh, I would would say that one of the most challenging parts of discipling someone is being patient. Um, And Mm -hmm. that is definitely, it is a fruit of the Spirit. And that's one thing that I've had to lean on and just ask for the Lord that in, not in my strength, but only that He could give me that. Because you can't have the same expectations for someone in giving them advice when they may or may not be in the same place that you are, but they're wanting to. And so they're kind of in this Mm. fight with the spirit and their flesh. And it's something that we all, I feel like, struggle with. Um, But at this time, I feel like when someone wants to be discipled, they are stepping more towards the path of the spirit and wanting to know more about the Bible, but also wanting to walk um, with someone in their life 
that they can look up to and see that they have been discipled and they are in a stronger relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. What about you, Savannah? Yeah, I think patience is a big key part of that. And I think for me, accountability is a really hard thing because we are messy people and Asking for an account- accountability is saying, hey, help me not get messier. <laughs> but everything <laughs> inside of us screams, I mm-hmm. want to do the opposite of what God has commanded us to do. So accountability, you know, is a two-way street. Um, mm-hmm. But I think really leaning in and pressing into the Lord of when do I challenge? When do I not? Mm-hmm. Because like you want to love them where they are, but you also want them to see, you want to see them look more like Jesus. So you constantly want to be saying like, hey, like, well, maybe here's a blind spot you don't see, or let me catch this. But I think one key thing of accountability is they have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. You can't push it on them. You can't expect them to be where they're not. Mm -hmm. So, but once they ask for it, you know, that's a whole nother leaning into the spirit, asking for patience and just using your discernment of when to press and when not to. Mm -hmm. I would definitely add to that of being willing to be vulnerable on both ends as the person that is discipling um, and the other person of being discipled just because I feel like if the person discipling, if you are vulnerable and honest and transparent and in every way, it'll be easier for the person that is being discipled. And that's, that's also how I felt with Savannah as well. Savannah knows a lot about me, about everything about me. And when I didn't want to tell her things, uh, tell her about my mess, um, even though I knew that I had to, she created that environment for me that was loving. And uh, I knew that I could go to her no matter what, because she was going to love me anyway. And she was going to help me through that. And it was a, it's tough. Um, and like Savannah said, accountability is a huge part of it. And um, yeah, because there's been many times where I would call Savannah and be like, I um, really hate this, but I know <laughs> that this is something that is like needed for me, especially in my walk, just because my flesh wants to win, but my spirit's fighting harder right now. So I need you to keep me accountable and help me remember in the next couple of weeks that I'm excited that this is uh, a place where I can grow, but I really, my emotions hate this right now. So <laughs> it's a, it's a cool uh, battle that, you know, you, yeah. that you walk through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on the flip side of that question, what would you say has been the most rewarding experience from discipling someone mm-hmm and or being discipled. Gosh, okay, I'll take this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think on piggybacking off the accountability, I don't want to share all of Megan's story, but there were so <laughs> many nights. <laughs> there were so many nights where we sat at our kitchen table, and I'm like tearing up thinking mm. about this, but um, sat at my kitchen table, and she just spilled her guts out and just shared about what the Lord's been doing and what the Lord's been pressing, but also how her flesh has been reacting and the decisions she's been making. and. Those are the coolest moments because I think you get to see a little part of what God's doing in a bigger picture. You get to be a part of someone getting closer to Jesus. And I think it's one of the most amazing things about Jesus that I have witnessed is that He welcomes us into that process. He welcomes us into walking alongside people as they fall more in love with Him. And those raw moments build friendships that Mm -hmm. I 
I like have no words to describe. <laughs> I mean, I still think back to this day of like Megan House is the most treasured person, one of the most treasured people that I know because I've seen the Holy Spirit do a work that no man can take credit for. Um, so I think the relationships, the friendships, and the the mentee mentor relationship <laughs> quickly becomes a friendship oh, yeah. um, if you do it right. And it's <laughs> messy and it's hard, but it's it's beautiful. It's a lot of fun too. That just gave me chills that honestly, like you can just see the connection between you two and it's beautiful. But what about you, Megan? What would be your answer to that question? Gosh, I would definitely say I would say the friendship that was formed just because I would say that Savannah was the first person. She was one of my first friends at Western. We've been through the ups and downs of changing career paths um, through you know, I want to quit school to other things in life. Um, she's been the person that I've been the most vulnerable with and the person that I feel like has really shown me Jesus. Um, I used to say Savannah is like Jesus in redhead woman form. Um, I, it's just when you meet her, Savannah radiate um, the light of Christ, which has been awesome. But also, too, one thing I feel like that has made um, one of my favorite memories in this discipleship relationship and just friendship that Savannah and I have was actually Savannah baptized me um, about two years ago in a couple of weeks, actually. So um, that was just a beautiful moment that I've been able to have with Savannah. Um, and I would just definitely say that the close relationships and friendships that have been made from being discipled and to discipling as well. My mouth just dropped when you said that Savannah got to baptize you because I did not know that. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. Like just seeing, I mean, you're on a screen and Megan's in person, but just seeing their smile and just how much they love each other is so inspiring. And I definitely liked how you said that Savannah is a, just radiates Jesus because I got the pleasure of being in her small group last year. And I was definitely quiet, but she was just so welcoming to everyone and made everyone feel at home and at peace. And I know she's like, oh, I don't like this, but it's true. Like she definitely does do that. And that was really cool to hear about y'all's story so thank you guys for sharing that part i'll just say savannah has a personality unlike any other which is it's <laughs> wonderful it kind of catches you off guard sometimes but it's i just love it <laughs> <laughs> thank you y'all are sweet i will i will add um i think I think I have, the Lord has been so gracious in giving me people that have discipled me before I got to college so that I got to replicate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Holy Spirit is, he, he's like a, your best friend, guys. <laughs> <But> <laughs> true. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, but like the Holy Spirit is so cool in, in the fact that I get to be a part of that process. Like mm-hmm. it's nothing that Savannah has done. Like mm-hmm. I have, there are times that I'm obedient and there are times that I'm not, but just being obedient and the call to make disciples, like that's, that was one of Jesus's last commands is go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. So when we're obedient to that, like he blesses that and he doesn't want us like he wants us to live in an overflow of life. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that like my friendship with Megan is a product of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's one of my favorite verses is Matthew uh, twenty eight nineteen is to go and make disciples. <laughs> I love everything y'all just said. That was so fun to sit and listen to. And it's so encouraging. Um, so the next question I have for you guys is 
you hear you can hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm not equipped enough to disciple someone," or "I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. I just I don't know enough." Um, what would you guys say to someone who? So um, I also want to say I think it was in 2019. So a couple of years ago now, Savannah like came to me with the same thing. Well, sorry, I'll flip that backwards. I said the same thing to Savannah. I didn't feel like I was equipped enough to be in a, a leadership position or to lead a small group, anything like that. Um, and that's when the Bridge Church that we were really involved with on campus at Western was um, their student leadership team. And so when that was introduced to us in the fall of that year, I was like, I don't know about this, but she was like, you, you can do this. Um, and you don't have to know it all. Like, that's the thing too. We will honestly, we'll never know it all. And that's okay. And that's where you, you meet with leaders and people that are also walking and people that have discipled you and you go to them and you ask, you know, them or you have a mentor to help guide you in those decisions um, as well with that wise counsel and and also take time before um, you answer someone I think when it comes to the Bible and kind of do your research or dig into your like dig in yourself um, into scripture because you don't want to give someone an answer out of your flesh but only by the spirit and um, just taking time with that in itself um I think is important. Yeah, I think um, I'll say two things. So one, I think there are, the command to go make disciples was for everyone, but you have to be sensitive to your season. So when I first met Megan and she was, the Lord was sanctifying her of a lot of her BC life, I would have never said, hey, you need to go make good disciples <laughs> because she wasn't ready for that. Like mm-hmm. she was, she was processing and wrestling and really trying to own her own faith. So I would say, Seek wise counsel from the people around you. Say like, hey, do you see me actively pursuing Christ? Do you see me wanting to know him more? Do you see me as someone that is ready to make a disciple? And then two, I would say the Holy Spirit, his name is the comforter, the equipper, like the helper. So Mm -hmm. that's what's beautiful is he lives inside of you as believers and he is there to walk with us into really hard situations. And there are times when I don't know the answer and the Holy Spirit fills my mouth and I say things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa. No, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> um, and then there are times where I'm like, you know what? I don't know, but I would love to go find out. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to not to not know everything. But like Jesus equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. Uh, when I started mm-hmm. discipling people, I did not know what the crap I was doing. <laughs> um, but like the Holy Spirit walked me through that journey and I had people um, a far, farther along in life that was walking me through that journey. So I would encourage you that it's like, it is a command that Jesus makes. So he commands it because it's an expectation. He's like, this is, this is what a, being a child of God means that you go and make disciples. Um, so I would encourage you, yeah, be careful or be aware of your season that you're in and then seek wise counsel. Mm-hmm. I love that because I remember Megan saying at the beginning that she didn't feel equipped or qualified to do this. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's where the devil really gets us is because Mm -hmm. I know with what we're doing right now, this podcast, like we did not think we were equipped for that. And we almost called quits on it just because of the things that were going on in life. And that's how the devil really gets to you. Mm -hmm. And when you see that you really are equipped and able to do it, it's really beautiful to see the growth in that. And especially from your side, Savannah, seeing her growth through what what started everything. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just so beautiful in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I just have to say that I love the, I guess it's the saying, it may be a Bible verse, but it's the, um, God does not qualify, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that I have that hanging up in my bathroom and I look at it every day. And it's just a reminder that if God calls you to something, like nothing can stop that calling and Mm -hmm. he's going to work through you so that you can perform what he wants you to, to do in this life. So I just, I love that. Yeah, that's good. I think it gives me comfort of, Hey, he uses like he used a donkey in the Old Testament to talk. He can <laughs> <Yeah>. use <it. laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and going off that too, it's like you don't you know with discipleship, but also in our walk, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. And that's um, me as a planner type person. It's hard for me to sometimes grasp. You all said earlier that we'll never really have it figured out. It's a lifetime process because throughout your whole life, the flesh in you will do mistakes and. I mean, we're not perfect. Again, the only one who is perfect is him. And I think living life is just something that, you know, you'll mess up every now and then, but you're Mm -hmm. called to act as a Christian and act by words and actions and by showing others around you what it means to live a life of Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, stay tuned for our next segment, and we'll see you guys later. Hey, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. To get us started, we're going to have Megan tell us her Flavor of the Week. So my Flavor of the Week is a song called Promises by Antoine and Sienna Bradford. Um, It's on a playlist that I listened to by Savannah um, on Spotify. (laughs) Go check it out. It's called uh, The playlist is called Dancing with My Savior. 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that has been my jam all week. Ooh, I like that name. What about you, Savannah? Yeah, so Proverbs 2, 7 through 8 is something that I have been chewing on for a little bit. It says, God stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. And I think I've just found comfort in that because I think the enemy likes to play the game of what if this had happened or what if you were in this season or what if you had made a different decision for this? But I find so much comfort in the fact that God loves to protect his children Mm -hmm. and walk with them and take care of their paths. So I think I can, I've just been resting in that. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) What about you, Emily? Yeah, before I jump into my flavor of the week, I want to add something funny because Megan mentioned following one of Savannah's playlist. And oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I I was in Savannah's small group like a year ago, I think. It was whenever the COVID happened. So that was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I followed her quiet time playlist. Yes. And I have been following and listening yes, to that girl. playlist <laughs> since then. I just thought that was funny. But um my flavor of the week is the Pretty Place Chapel. Yes. Um we mm. went to watch the sunrise there yesterday morning. At three thirty in the morning, just to clarify. Yeah, we left here pretty <laughs> early which we found out we left way too early (laughs) Uh, we didn't need to leave that early to get there but we I I mean I've been there before and so like I it wasn't my first time seeing it but seeing I've never seen the sunrise there before and it was just absolutely beautiful so if you haven't done that I highly recommend it's so worth it what about you Lily well I just have to say that I did not get to make the pretty place um trip this time but it's actually somewhere that I am really looking forward to getting married one day. So I cannot wait to visit it. I'm so excited. Um, but this week, my flavor of the week is a Bible verse and it's actually James 1.12. And this verse is a verse that I really found comfort in over, um, COVID when everyone was quarantined. 
And it is, um, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And I actually was so inspired by this verse that I uh, painted a painting like when we were just stuck at home, bored to death. And um, it's just been really close to my heart this week um, just to, you know, keep going. And that crown of life is waiting for us one day. So Um, my flavor of the week this week is a song. It's Unstoppable God by Elevation Worship. Um, We were at the airport with Bridge. I think Emily mentioned this last week and they did that song and it was like one that I forgot about and I grew up going to Elevation. So it was really cool to like hear it and kind of like retrace my steps back in time. So that's my flavor Mm. of the week. Um, Before that we head out, I want to talk to Savannah a little bit. She is our first post-grad on this podcast and she was working at Biltmore Church. So I'd love to hear about how you got there and just what you're doing right now. Yeah, so I took an internship through Biltmore last June, and I was just serving alongside the student pastors and loving on the girls and doing girls' ministry, and the Lord opened up a door for me to be full-time here, which has been such a blessing. The Lord called me to ministry about two, three years ago, and I wrestled with that for a long time, and He was just persistent in continuing to push me towards that and bringing people alongside to affirm that. And now here I am. But yeah, so my job looks like literally taking girls out to coffee and talking with them and loving on them. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and there's a lot of bits planning, but I literally get to disciple girls for a job and it's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. This has been a journey for Savannah, I must say. So I'm just really (laughs) proud of her and just all the doors that have been cracked open and closed for this yep. one to be open is all I have to say. Oh. It's just been an awesome experience um, to see. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.